Hello and praise ye the Lord. Welcome to Biblical Moments. This is Evangelist Frank King. Thank you for listening today. You know, during Jesus' public ministry, he often used symbolism so the people could more easily relate to his message. In today's episode, Jesus refers to his disciples as salt and light. So that's what I want to talk about today. I will be teaching from the book of Matthew chapter 5, and I will be using the King James Version. Stay with me as I talk about Jesus' disciples being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I fear that more and more we are forgetting the purpose for which the church was placed here. We are becoming increasingly more inwardly focused. For too many churchgoers, it's all about me, myself, and I, as far as their relationship with God goes. The truth is that our most important mission is to make an impact on this world for Christ. After Jesus rose from the dead and before he returned to his father, he commanded his disciples to go and make disciples, to baptize them and to teach them to obey his commandments. That mission is unique to the church. No other entity on earth can do that for us. I'm saying if we don't do it, it won't get done. We are the ones whom Jesus is talking to when he says, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. You see, salt and light played a special role in the lives of the people back then because they did not have refrigeration to keep things from spoiling, and they did not have power companies to provide electrical power. So first of all, Jesus talks about his disciples being the salt of the earth. He says in verse 13, Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. As I said, they did not have refrigeration back then. Today, we can pack our freezer with perishables and keep them for a year if we want to. But they used salt as a preservative. Understand, the salt did not prevent deterioration of the perishables, but it slowed down the rate of deterioration. That's important because, again, we are the salt of the earth. We can't stop the moral decay of our society, but we can slow down the rate of it. Think about it this way. Each time we get a person to stop stealing other people's stuff, 
and to stop killing and bodily harming others, our world gets a little better. Many years ago, one of the cleanup people in the building where I used to work and I were talking, he said to me, you know, when things were being stolen around the office and they were making announcements about it on the public address system, I'm the one they were looking for. You see, after he had gotten saved, he stopped doing what he was doing. So we had one less thief in the building. We are slowing down the moral decay in our society one person at a time. We can't totally stop moral decay, but we can slow down the rate of it. Next, Jesus says in verse 14 that we are the light of the world. They did not have electrical power back then. You know how it is when there is a power outage in the neighborhood and you have to get your candles and your flashlights out? Well, that was everyday norm for them. And the problem is that you can't see where you are going when you walk in the dark. That is also true spiritually. When you walk in spiritual darkness, you can't see where you are going spiritually. And the reason we come to church and we read our Bible at home is so we can walk in the light of God's word instead of the darkness of this world. So it was St. Patrick's Day 2008. The place was my hometown, Savannah, Georgia. It has one of the largest St. Patrick's Day celebrations in the United States. Since the holiday that year fell within a holy week, the parade, during which time many revelers get really drunk, was moved to the preceding Friday. That Saturday night, the celebration continued. About 10.30 p.m. on that Saturday night, the people were on our River Street partying. Suddenly, the electrical power went out in about two-thirds of the entire county. An estimated 150,000 to 170,000 people were out celebrating on River Street. When the lights went out, revelers panicked. They groped in the darkness looking for family members and friends and trying to find their own way. The only source of light was that which the police officers could provide from their flashlights and car headlights. Even familiar settings seem strange in total darkness. Now that is a picture of the spiritual condition of our world today. Now let's look at what else Jesus says about the light in verse 14. He says, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Verse 15, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Many believers are like a light hidden under a bush. That's because they don't 
let their light shine. But Jesus wants us to be a light to others and not just keep our light to ourselves. We are supposed to model the right way before this lost world. We're not supposed to be timid about what we believe and what we stand for. To me, it's crystal clear that the world has lost its way. We're not supposed to follow the way of this world. We're supposed to show and lead the way. Finally, Jesus says in verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Even though we are saved by grace through faith in Christ, we are still called to do good works. Why? Because that's how we glorify our Father who is in heaven. And when we glorify him that way, he uses the light to draw men and women to himself. Let's reflect a minute on the title of this message. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. You see, I know we do a pretty good job of being examples in the church building. But what I'm talking about is our behavior and lifestyle outside the church, in the world. I'm talking about at home, or on the job, or at school, or in public. I'm talking about what we post on Facebook, or X, formerly Twitter, or Instagram, or Pinterest, or whatever. Sometimes I read the posts of people using social media platforms who claim to be Christians and the things they have to say and post amaze me. They use profanity, promote racist views, etc. When Christians do that, they are not part of the solution. They are part of the problem. I'm saying that one of the reasons the world is in the condition that it is in is because the church is in the condition that she is in. Think about it. We are the salt of the earth. As such, God has placed us here to slow down the deterioration of our world. But look at what he says if we fail to do that. In the last part of verse 13, he says, If the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. He is saying what practical value is there for the church on earth if she fails to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. You know, when Jesus went on the mountain and taught this message to the people, he was expressing the heart of God, the heart of heaven. There's nothing that gets heaven more excited. There's nothing that makes heaven rejoice more than when sinners repent and accept Christ. And my friend, it is to that end that God has called you and me to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. So let us commit to being the salt of the earth and the light of the world and this dark and lost world. I want to thank you for listening. I hope that you were blessed during our time together. 
And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, May heaven's best be yours.